Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge program. The Fatherhood Challenge is a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability of an environment and culture. We're going to encourage and challenge each other to step up and do courageous things that make our families and communities better places. So let's get to it. Greetings. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always good to have you on. In this episode, we're going to be talking about substance abuse, and I've brought on an addiction counselor. His name is Nathaniel Brundage. Nathaniel, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on your uh, your show. And we like to honor the tradition of starting out our episodes with a favorite dad joke. So what is your favorite dad joke for us? <laughs> so guess who I saw today? Who did you see? Everyone I looked at. (laughs) (laughs) You see, and this is exactly why we call them dad jokes. It's exactly (laughs) for this reason. (laughs) Yeah. And they're still good. And they're still funny anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So your website states that you offer mental health therapy, substance abuse therapy, and behavior health intervention services. Why did you go into substance abuse counseling? Yeah, great question. Um, Honestly, it was all God. Um, So I started with um, the agency I'm with, Turning Point Evaluation. I started with them at the end of 2017 um, as a behavioral health intervention services provider or or BHIS provider. And that is primarily just working with um, kiddos and their families and just dealing with whatever issues are going on uh, in the family's life. So I did that. Um, I was doing that for about a year with this agency. And the individual that was doing the substance abuse counseling, she was quitting. And so my boss said, hey, you should do substance abuse counseling. I did not want to. I will be quite honest with everybody. It was not in my wheelhouse, I thought. And it was not a passion of mine. It was not ever a thought of mine. But she pushed me. And God said, you should do this. So um, about the middle of 2018, or I I don't remember the exact dates, um, I started diving into the world of substance abuse counseling. Um, And so I learned quickly and I got my training and my licensure to be able to do that. And I guess, honestly, I've just kind of never looked back. Um, I, I honestly didn't think I would enjoy it, to be honest with you. But but I have really enjoyed working with um, this population um, because there's just such a need for it. And I have, I have seen um, great changes in a lot of the individuals I've had the opportunity to work with. So, um, so yeah, to answer your question, why did I get into substance abuse counseling? Uh, my boss made me and God said I should. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. It reminds me so much of that scripture where, where, um, 
where God says, uh, yeah, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another one that comes to mind is God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Right. So I was definitely not equipped for this, but but God has blessed me and given me the the talents to be able to do this. So sounds like more. It was just kind of a, a leap or an act of faith on it. So he opened up one door for you. You just walk through it. And then ever since then, it's just been this series as you've been walking through in all the steps he's asked you to do, you're doing everything in faith and then everything just opens before you. Is that kind of how it seems for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If I, if I had not walked through that door to see what was on the other side, then yeah, I would I would never have known that I would be sitting here today with you. (laughs) I mean, just, just as an example. So, so yeah, just, Sometimes God opens doors um, and we don't always know if, you know, what the sign is other than the fact that it's an opportunity, right? There's, there's not always a flashing red sign saying, ding, 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 this is your life now. Um, really, it can be just as simple as, hey, we have this opening. You should give it a try. And, and that's really just what happened. So... And this is the part of God's character that is can be sometimes so difficult to comprehend because he had this plan for your life that he knew would be very satisfying and fulfilling to you. You didn't even realize it. You you would did not have a clue. But this is somewhere in some place this is in God's mind as he's thinking about you personally and he's pulling you into this plan, into this agenda that he has which is just filled with so much love because he's looking at this big picture that we can't see, which is all of the hurting people out there, which for this audience is probably a lot of hurting dads that are struggling. Some of them don't even may not even realize how badly they're hurting and just how badly their lives are being damaged and impacted by what they're doing. And what they may be doing may be running from something else that is extremely painful. And there's all kinds of different mechanics and things going on, all this stuff. And he's pulling you into this plan to provide healing, to be an instrument or an avenue for him to heal people. Because he's looking down and he's just like, this is not at all what I had in mind for you. And for you, meaning all these people out there that are just suffering. And he's given you this ability to just work right into his plan. It just is just something that's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it it really is because, yeah, like you said, you know, we just, we don't always know how we work into his plan. And this was definitely not how I saw myself ministering to those around me. but. God had a plan. And as long as we are willing to say, okay, God, I'm here, use me, then, then he will use us in whatever capacity he deems um, fit for us. So yeah, it is amazing. So let's look at this big picture and maybe try to get some idea of what it looks like out there. So how many of, how many of the clients 
that you see for addictions are dads. And what impact are those various addictions having on dads and their families? Yeah, so um, I think, so I, I see I see both males and females. Um, I would say that the, the numbers uh, lean towards probably a 60-40 split, uh, 60% males, 40% females ish, I would say. Um, and I, and I think some of that tends to be also because I'm a, a male. And so, um, I, I think I tend to attract more of the, the males, if that makes sense. Um, but as far as, you know, what percentage of those are dads, I would say the vast majority of those are, are dads for sure. Um, Now, then I guess the question would be, um, you know, how many of those are active dads versus um, maybe passive dads or or dads that aren't even in their kids' lives? Um, And that's definitely one I'm curious about. Yeah. So so I would I would say it's probably um, about a 50 50 split of those dads that are active um, versus those that, that just have no contact whatsoever. Um, and, and a lot of that is because of, at least from what I've seen um, in, in the, the individuals I work with, and that, that's because of the, the, the addictions, the drug addictions that they are um, uh, dealing with. So, so yeah, so you asked what, what, um, impacts those have on the families. Well, the, the, those addictions have quite significant impacts, right? So, um, with dads that have addictions, they're not able to be there as they should. Right. And so the population that I work with, a lot of them, most of them, the majority of them come to me because they are in trouble either with DHS or with the law or, or both. Right. Um, so obviously things are not going well for them. Um, and so DHS is, is knocking at their door, taking their kids away or threatening to take their kids away. Um, the law is involved, putting them in jail. They're in and out of jail. They've got fines to pay. So if they've got fines to pay, then they're not able to, you know, put money into the family and into the kids. So these addictions uh, are, are very much far reaching to the, the kids and the families as a whole, because not only do you have the physical aspect that the dads are not able to be there. At, at certain times, but also financially, the dad is not working. The dad is giving money to the court systems for fines and, and whatnot. And of course, spending money on drugs or alcohol. So, so yeah, the, the impacts are, are very, very significant, if you will. What do you feel is one of the top contributing causes of dads with harmful addictions? Oh man, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about this question and I really think that 
a lot of it comes back to, so a lot of the individuals, I'll back up, a lot of the individuals that that I have seen over the, the last few years, most of them have started uh, drinking and or using at a very young age. And when I say very young age, I mean somewhere between the ages of seven and 12. And so, and so you ask, what are the contributing factors? The contributing factors were their family life. And so they were lacking a dad and or a mom who were able to give them guidance in life. And so it's just kind of a repeating history, if you will, because these these guys, they grew up really not knowing any different. And so and so they may have learned these actions and these habits from their parents, from their dad. And so they are just continuing the cycle, unfortunately. So I think I think you ask what the, the biggest contributing factor is. I think it's lack of family. Or lack of a a a a, um, a positive family structure, if you will. Man, that's hard to. <laughs> that is that is really really sad. Yeah, it it really is because because then you look at you look at the kids then of these dads that I'm that I'm working with. Well, what is their what does their future have in store for them? You know, are they going to start drinking and using drugs when they are seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, you know, whatever? And are they going to continue the cycle then? And then am I going to see them in my office five years down the road, ten years down the road as well? Um, and so yeah, it it's it's really a a a sad cycle when you start to think about it. Do you have this overwhelming feeling sometimes of the generational impact and consequences of this. And you're at this point in their life where you can jump in and intervene and maybe, maybe just stop it from going another generation and you might've caught it just in time. Yeah. So what's, what's really exciting about uh, where I work is we also offer the behavioral health intervention services that I'd kind of mentioned before, and that's kind of where I started. And that is working with the families, right? It's working with the kids and the families. And so when when we have an individual, a dad who is struggling with substance abuse, guess what? We can also get the family um, signed up for BHIS services. And so we can get another individual into that home to start working with the kids and the family as a family unit. And so, and so, yeah, it's really, it's really a tag team effort then. And so, yeah, it's really exciting to be able to say, wow, okay, you're here. Let's, let's get you some help, but let's get all of you some help, if that makes sense. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, this, this is the time that we can jump in and really give them the support that they all need. Because it's not it's not just the dad. It, it is the whole family unit that has to deal with what is going on. So I'm guessing the initial client that was that initially came for the services, 
and now you involve the whole family. I I'm guessing that what that does is help. It helps that client to not feel like they're alone in having to break the cycle to, to find, to learn new solutions, new coping mechanisms. In other words, they're not having to do this by themselves. I mean, is that kind of the goal from this and is that what makes it so effective? Oh, absolutely. Um, because then, because then you have that, that extra support. So, so you have different individuals kind of saying the same thing, reinforcing the same thing at home. And, and you have that other individual that's going into the home being able to talk to the kids and the family saying, okay, you know, the, this is what's going on. These are the things that, you know, dad's kind of working on. These are the things that you guys need to work on, you know, and you start talking about communication and, and, and how you um, deal with each other during stressful situations. Um, Because if, if I'm sitting in session with, with my, with my human and I'm giving him, you know, all these coping skills and, and tools to use, you know, when when things are, are rough at home. Right. And so instead of, um, you know, drinking that beer or, or, you know, smoking that joint or whatever the case may be and then lashing out at his family. Well, now he's got these other tools, which may seem kind of strange to his kids and his family if they are not on the same page. And so that's where that's where these other services can come in and kind of help get everybody on the same page and say, okay, you know, dad's dad's working on his thing. Well, how do you, you know, because you kids have learned some really bad habits, right? From <laughs> from your dad. So let's work on those, you know, let's work on your skills as well, so that everybody can start having those healthy coping skills. So yeah, it, it really is a, you know, um, a one, two punch, if you will. And, and, you know, and sometimes it's not that, um, I see the client first. Sometimes we get into the home first and it's like, oh, Hey, there's a substance abuse problem here. Let's see if we can get them in for substance abuse counseling. And so sometimes it works that route as well. But either way, the goal is to have kind of an all-inclusive service for the family. This is a very brilliant approach because when it comes to the interactions with each other after the appointment, the initial appointment or counseling session, it kind of lightens the burden, lightens the load a little bit because that dad that first went in there isn't just carrying this whole burden all by himself. Everybody else has their set of tools that they're bringing to the interaction, which creates this positive ripple effect. And it just, I can only imagine how much easier it makes things for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, like you said, if, if he, you know, was just going home and still going home to the exact same environment, well, how much more difficult is that when your environment isn't changing, right? And so, yeah, it it just, like you said, it, it lightens the load when everybody is on the same page and working towards the same goals. Well, one thing we really love on this program is stories. I mean, they can be very inspirational and very motivational. So would you please share a few stories of dads that you've helped just as an inspiration for listening dads? 
Yeah, so I've got one um, one gentleman. Um, I first met him in jail. Um, he he had called up to our office and said, "Hey, I'm in jail. I need a substance abuse evaluation for court." Um, so I went to the jail, visited him, did the evaluation. Yeah, you you know really need to look at treatment for you once you get out of jail, right? And um, and so. Uh, with that recommendation, he was able to get out of jail and start treatment with me. Um, and, and while he was in jail, his kids, um, were having to stay with, uh, their mom. And while they were staying with their mom, they would call him and visit him in jail. And I, I don't know if anybody has ever, um, had the opportunity to visit somebody in jail, but, you know, if you're a kid visiting your dad in jail, well, that's, that is definitely not the same as just visiting your dad. Right. And, and so he, I know he was definitely distraught about the fact that his kids had to see him in jail. He didn't like that idea. Um, but he got out, started treatment with me. Um, and it's funny because, when he came in, so the, the, the gal I work with, my, my boss, if you will, well, she is my boss, but we're coworkers. She never says she's my boss. Anyways, um, she, she, she knows the family, knew the family and, and she had almost zero, um, hope or, uh, positivity that this gentleman would get clean and stay clean and get his kids back. And, and I just found that interesting, um, you know, and she's a very smart woman, you know, and, and, and her intuition is, is pretty spot on. Um, let's just say that, but I started working with this gentleman and, and very, very friendly guy, um, big as a bear, um, but as cuddly as a bear (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, um, you know, and, and so got to working with him, got to know him. And, and by golly, he, I mean, he wanted that change and because he wanted that change so much, um, it was almost, it was almost easy for him because he had that desire. And when an individual has that desire, it just makes it that much more attainable. I won't say easy because everybody has different experiences and everybody has, um, you know, different, different ways that things affect them. Um, but he had the desire so much that he said, man, I I'm doing this, right? I want my kids. I want my family back. This is what I'm doing. And he did it. Um, and so, Unfortunately, the the mom also was uh, in treatment for substance abuse, and um, and she she did not do quite as well as quickly, and so he was able to get his three kids back, and um, and they started being able to live together again. Um, they moved in with with his with his mom. Uh, because she's elderly, so he, so he was taking care of her actually as well as his three kids, and and to this day, um, he I just talked to him. Oh golly, it was just a couple weeks ago, I think, and he just got his uh, three year coin um, for for sobriety, 
And man, I'm just, I was just so proud of him, you know, for getting that. And that's amazing. Um, right. And so, and, and, you know, and it's definitely not because of anything I did. It's all him, you know? I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I may have given him some tools or, or whatnot, but he had the desire. He wanted it. He wanted it. Badly. He wanted it. And, and it's only when an individual wants it that it, that they are successful because nobody, nobody can make somebody quit an addiction. Only that individual has the power to say, I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. And that doesn't mean that they're going to quit today, but it does mean that today they start taking steps in the other direction. What is your challenge to that dad out there that's on the fence and they, they just, they want help. They know they need it. They're just right there, but they just can't quite connect and then take that action. What is your challenge to them? Why, why put off until tomorrow what you can do today? Right. I mean, if, if you, if you know that there needs to be a change, then why wait? Because waiting might be too late. Um, and and I don't say that to be to be grim or to be dark, but man, you you don't know what today holds. You know, you you might be driving and you might be in an accident that you don't come home from. So why wait? If you know that you need that you need help, that you need that extra support, get it, get it today. Don't wait. That's my challenge is don't wait. How can dads get a hold of you? My um, agency, we have a, um, a website. It's called turningpointevaluation.org. That's turningpointevaluation.org. Um, and you can go on there. Uh, it has our phone number on there. Um, and it has an email contact as well. You can um, email us. Um, or you can call me directly, um, and I can give you my number if anybody wants to grab a pen. Uh, my number is 515-490-1718. Again, that is 515-490-1718. So, and, and I would be happy. I mean, I, I don't care where you are. I'd, I'd love to talk to you and, and see where you're at and what kind of help that I can be. Um, if you, if you just need somebody to talk to, that's great. If you need help finding, um, a a local place to help you, I would be more than happy to help you find uh, a local agency that, that has the support you're looking for. Um, so whatever I can do to help, I am, I am more than happy to do that. And just to make things easier, I'm going to put all of this in the episode description. So if you go to the fatherhoodchallenge.com, that's the fatherhoodchallenge.com. And when you go to the site, look for the episode for this specific episode. And then under the description, I will put a link, these a link there and all of the resources that we talked about. You'll see the phone number there. Everything will be there just to make it easier in case for whatever reason you didn't get it off off of the show 
So this wraps up our time. We could easily spend so much more time on this, but Nathaniel, I'm so grateful that you came on and that you talked to us. I really, really appreciate it. So thanks yeah. again. Well, yeah, of course. I, I just appreciate you having me on and giving me the opportunity to, to reach out to your listeners. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find this one and catch up on others you missed at thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. You can also find and listen to The Fatherhood Challenge on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening.